When are we going to open? Ta-da! Maybe I'll summarise it quicker and make it more efficient. I think that's what I'm really looking forward to. Happy Friday! Whoa, it's the start of a new day! It's Friday, come on! Oh, let's just go on about this and let's do this. Right. Oh, I'm done now. Where strange and frightening sounds echo through the halls. This is the Theme Park Loopy Podcast. Reading news reports today, it's looking like uh, cases in the UK now are going down uh, of COVID. Um, It's looking like we're going to see a gradual reduction uh, in lockdown. uh, And I believe there's going to be a roadmap that's going to get released towards the end of February. Looking at the roadmap that's been speculated so far, it looks like we're going to be looking at schools reopening in March potentially uh, non-essential retail coming back in April and then looking at bars and restaurants coming back uh, around about May. So I think what that means is for theme parks and attractions or any kind of place that attracts you know large crowds that may not necessarily be able to keep safely at a distance all the time um, is that I think theme parks and attractions may not be opening until at least May and perhaps into June. Now that's quite a big increase in time compared to, I think parks were hoping to reopen around about March. But looking at the information that's coming out at the moment, it looks like we're not going to see parks open until around about May or June, I would suggest. So what are your guys' uh, reaction on that? What What's your thinking? Do you think I'm completely wrong and the news reports are not correct? Or do you think that sounds about right? Yeah, I, I think that sounds about right. They only, the last couple of days, decided to push schools back from the end of February till till March times, um, and even then have put out a statement saying that that's still subject to change. I I wouldn't be shocked if it even goes beyond June and July where we see the likes of theme parks opening. We we saw it last year, um, and I do think that this year is going to be different. And I think that it's going to be stricter in terms of lockdowns because what happened after the last lockdowns last year was was everything opened back up again. And we went back into more lockdowns and little lockdowns and, you know, and now we're back into a full lockdown again. And I don't think they want to make that same mistake twice. So I wouldn't be shocked if we even go beyond that and and consider August. It would be devastating for theme parks, if that's the case, for them to miss, you know, maybe two summers worth of, of their of income is, is probably enough to do some of the smaller theme parks in for good. Uh, which is really sad. So fingers crossed that isn't true. But but yeah, um, I, I work in hospitality myself. So I'm potentially going to be out of work until June 
you know, and like May time, who who knows? I, I, I heard a, or read an article where it was hinted that it would be June, July for even even restaurants. But, you know, I, I think we'll be having this conversation in May still. I, I, I do think that we'll be going, oh, when do you think it'll open even in May? I mean, I can't really comment. I, I just, I just, all I hope is that they can, we can open as, and they, they can open as, as soon as it's safe to do so. Um, I would hope that, you know, with the vaccinations, with the vaccinations rolling out, um, and the government's, you know, fast tracking that and doing that. So I, I would hope that that that's hopefully going to have a positive effect, and we're going to be uh, able to to operate as, as normal and open up. But it's just, it's just really sad that that this is the second year this is this has continued. I hope that when we are finally, and when I, when I when I say we, by the way, I'm talking about the industry as a whole. I hope that when we are able to finally open and open up trays and open up parks, that when we do open, we'll be open for good and we won't be closing again um, for you know for for this amount for the, for this length of time. But I do think. A couple of things. One that I think parks will try and extend their opening times and their offerings, and I think they'll also try and increase the amount of days they have to obviously get that get the clientele and get the money in because there'll be such a, a demand for it. So I think um, you know we'll see parks, and we have already started to see parks around the country extending their opening days and opening hours and things uh, with having events in December and November and. Um, I think it was even uh, just a name one was Chessington was had even extended their season uh, all the way through into the kind of early early November no sorry late November kind of time before moving on to their Christmas event you know and that's theme park operation late November which was which was new for for this year and Blackpool of course they have one of the longest running seasons in the in the UK industry so I think more parks are going to look at options to to extend their offering um, but my only main true hope and something that I really wish will happen is that when we next open whether that be you know in june whether that be in august or whenever it's safe to do so i hope that that will be the last time that we have to deal with all this all the uh the COVID, the covid closures if you like and i hope that when we do open we open for good and you know the the, the season continues as normal and normal the normal kind of yearly runnings of theme parks uh commence uh, as they had done in previous years because I, I really, I really do feel for not only just uh, the uh, themed entertainment and attraction industry, but Brett, you know, the hospitality industry is also taking a hit. The entertainment industry, in fact, pretty much every industry in the UK, the whole economy. So I just hope for all of us that this can get that this can get sorted. Yeah, and it and it looks like uh, probably going abroad is isn't going to going to be possible for at least the immediate future. Probably for the next you know good few months. So what I would suggest looking at is, you know, if theme parks are going to open around about May, June, start thinking about now, you know, getting booked into hotels, you know, getting those bookings in. So businesses can be confident about the kind of business that's going to come in because that will just give them a glimmer of hope uh, for the future. So I'd really suggest doing that. We've already started booking things now. Uh, we've got quite a few uh, things already either booked or about to be booked um, and we'll be doing some more in the near future as well. So I'd really suggest doing that to support your local attractions industry. So putting a pin in that, 
um, what are we looking forward to? So when the parks do reopen, what are we really looking forward to uh, in the parks? Which parks are we going to try and get to first? What do we really want to do that we've really missed doing? And which rides do we want to get on that we've really missed riding? What are you guys really looking forward to once we can get back into the parks? The thing I'm really looking forward to um, is what, well, actually, one thing I've, I've really grown to appreciate more through lockdowns and over the last year and a bit is like those little details in a theme park. Um, having, you know, kind of built up my collection a little bit over time and looking into those little tiny details for the Alton Towers archive that I helped run, I've started spotting really cool things in photos from years and years ago and realised that actually there are photos of things or there aren't photos of things from years ago. Uh, so I want to be able to go to a park and, and you know, see these things for myself. Like I was uh, I was building my Ripsaw model and I couldn't find images of like half the ride. Uh, and if they were, they weren't great. And I just thought, you know, that that ride's been there since 1997 till 2015. And, and just to find images of one side of it was really difficult. And I thought, those little details, we don't want to really forget about certain rides. So one thing I am going to do is I'm going to go to the Lights of Walton Towers, uh, Blackpool Pleasure Beach, stuff like that, and, and really, you know, take in all the little details that I, I haven't really spent that much time looking at previously. I think that's what I'm really looking forward to, is getting to a park and, you know, really just enjoying that environment. Tell you what, I love, I love, love, love a mystery castle, a mystery dungeon, anything that I don't know what's what's going to come around that corner. I'm like, sign me up. Yeah, I think no, that sounds amazing, and I totally agree. It, it's so much. I feel over the last previous years, um, we all kind of have taken. Uh, theme parks for granted as much as you know like just like we've just taken the idea of travel for granted you know and then as soon as it's kind of been taken away gently from us it's great because it gives us this whole other perspective of something that we that we love to really enjoy um for me i'm looking forward to appreciating it and getting on dark rides so i have this massive thing about indoor roller coasters and dark roads creating a whole sense of of mystery and you don't really know what's kind of coming around the corner and, and I absolutely love that in a, in an attraction. So I can't wait to explore and experience some of the most incredible dark rides. So I'm really, I'm obviously looking forward to the new world of David Williams over Olsen Towers and, and the dark ride that's coming there. Um, as well as I'm also interested to see uh, Croc Drop at Chessington because although that seems like like a drop tower that is going to have some special effects and dark ride elements involved uh within it which is going to be really interesting because i've i've not yet seen um a, a proper dark ride, a, a mixture of, of a drop tower uh, and, and a dark ride mixed together i've done dr doom's fearful before at um Islands of Adventure, Universal Orlando, um, but that didn't, when I wrote it, that didn't have any, it had a little bit of a station, but it didn't have any kind of special indoor effects. And again, with, with the one at Drayton Manor, again, it was a cool station, but it didn't have actual like, special effects and dark red elements. So apparently, Crop Chop is going to have special effects um, involved. So that's really what, what I'm looking forward to, jumping on some dark rides and exploring the mystery of, of, uh, of, of these dark rides that we've got across the UK. I actually wasn't aware about 
the special effects on Croc Drop. But that that's really cool. The uh, speaking, it's a bit off topic, but but speaking of really cool drop rides, there is actually one that starts at ground level and goes down like 150 feet, uh, literally just into an old mine shaft. I, I will never forget. Um... I said actually I haven't done one with special effects, but then Mystery Castle at Phantasialand, uh, that has that's got a few like lighting effects and things, and that is still to this day. People are gonna laugh me out the building with this, but lots of people complain that that is not a very intense drop tower and it's a whole lot of nothing. And it's just also it's a shot. Sorry, just in case anyone has a go at me, it's a shot tower, right? Um, you know, and and people claim it's not very intense and stuff, but I going on that ride. I sat down on it and I didn't know I didn't know anything about it. I literally just thought, oh, it's going to be like a like a haunted, like scare scare attraction. Literally, I absolutely I went in completely blind, and I sat down and it's quite funny because the lap bars are kind of similar to what you find in the dungeons, and so I thought, oh right, it's gonna like it's gonna drop from beneath us. I don't know why I thought that. I was like, yeah, it's gonna drop from, and I was thinking in my head, okay, like the floor's gonna move away. It's gonna be like a sub terror moment and we're gonna drop, right? But it didn't, it did the exact opposite and it, <laughs> it flew us up that tower um, so fast and so quick. It was so intense. I couldn't breathe. It was that, it took my breath away that much. I honestly couldn't breathe. And then all the strobe lights and special effects that kind of went off, I think it was actually just strobe lights. But anyway, the strobe lights in that pitch black building completely disorientated me. I can't lie. I um, I came off that attraction and my friend was waiting for me at the exit. And he said, what happened to you? And I went, oh, don't. I said, that is the most intact. I was shaking. I had to sit down. I had to go for a wee, sit down, have a drink in the space of like five minutes because it, it was so intense. Well, that's why they call it Mystery Castle because it's meant to be a mystery when you go in and uh, you stayed true to the theme then, didn't you? So that's all you were doing. I tell you what, I love, I love, love, love a mystery castle, a mystery dungeon. Oof, anything that I don't know what's, what's going to come around that corner. I'm like, sign me up. There's another soundbite right there. You can just hear them come in, can't you? Just... <laughs> mystery true. dungeon. I, I, do love, I do love a mystery dungeon and a mystery, uh, mystery castle. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Um, yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm just looking forward to, you know, getting somewhere like, like Blackpool, um, you know, and ideally it being quite sunny and just sort of soaking up the, the atmosphere, really. I, I don't think I'm, you know, I'm not desperate to get in any, any one particular ride or anything. I, I just, uh, these days, I just enjoy going to a park, just kind of soak up the atmosphere. So, in particular, um, I'll probably be getting out to Pleasure Beach as soon as as soon as I can. Getting on the big one and a, a Icon and a, and a few of the other classic rides that are there. Probably not Grand National, uh, I find it a little bit too rough for me these days. Oh, Ryan, uh, <laughs> come on. The Grand National always wins. <laughs> do you know, Ryan, Ryan refused to do that when we went <laughs> for ages. And then and then I, he did it once. He was like, Sam, right, Sam, I'll do it once for you. I'll, I'll do it once for you. All right, all right, Pet. And I was like, no, come on. And then, you know, we went to Weatherspoons, had, had quite a few jugs of woo-woo. And then... Uh, <laughs> After that, you know, managed to convince him to go on again. So if in doubt, any friend doesn't want to ride a roller coaster, just slam a couple of jugs of woo-woo down him. 
Brilliant. I didn't realise there was any sort of like mathematical equation to getting someone on the, the Grand National, but it turns out three woo-woos is, is jugs is Jugs of woo-woo. Jugs of woo-woos, which would make it about mm. 12. <laughs> I, I, I'm not exaggerating when I said we each sat there pretty much having consumed our own couple of pictures. I, was, I mean, we went through several pictures. <laughs> There you go. That's what I'm looking forward to right there. You know, having such just a laugh with your mates, just going about your day and doing what you love doing. That's what I'm missing. And that's what I really want to get back to doing. Well, Sam's vlog took a bit of a turn, I think, because at one point (laughs) it started off in the day very serious uh, and very professional. And you know what Sam's like? Is uh, is like I'm gonna get this shot, and I've I've got this shot going on, and then we're gonna do this, and then at, at the end of it, after we'd had three jugs of woo woo or whatever we had, it was like, oh, let's just go on about this, and let's do this, All right? Oh, I'm done now, and that's it. <laughs> and all, all the professionalism just went out of the window. So, if you ever want Sam to be less professional, then three jugs of woo woo is the way to go. <laughs> I think I think three jugs of woo woo would do that to any professional. But <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, three jugs of woo woo is the secret. It is the secret. <laughs> I I can't wait to um. <laughs> Where did this? Three jugs of wee wee now happen. That's going to be a thing. We should get that on a t shirt. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah come on, on, come on, Brett. Get us a t shirt. I'll, I'll, I'll get a t shirt. You're only three jugs of wee wee away from your best ride. <laughs> that's, that's a bit gross, actually, that I said that. Oh, jeez. Um, you know, I, uh, yeah, I can't wait just to, I, I, I can't wait for all of us to get in a park. The three of us, we just need to get in a park together. I don't care where it is. It can be any park in the country, but we just need to get to a theme park, ride some coasters together, and just have an absolute laugh, like hanging out, like I don't know, like you know, trying all the all the weird snacks we can find, buying all the merch, getting on some coasters, having a couple of beers. That's what it's all about in the sunshine. Gorgeous. Hi, I'm Sam from Coast to Sam Park, and if you want to get involved with everything that we've got going on, just head over to Instagram at Coast to Sam Park, where you can find opinion pieces, reviews, trip reports, and we even have our very own theme park trivia game show. So if you want to test out your theme park knowledge, head on over to at Coast to Sam Park. Name it, Brett. You got this. <sighs> okay. Hi, I'm Brett. Um, you can find me on the likes of uh, Instagram under Theme Parks by Brett, where I post a lot of my theme park related artwork, opinions, and also some of the models that I'm currently uh, building as well. So if you go to Instagram, you'll find me under Theme Parks by Brett. World class models. Brett, you are a world class model. Kung Pao Omale! Here's a question for you. Obviously, over the last year, we've been going to parks and they've been under sort of various COVID restrictions. Are there any, are there any kind of changes that the parks have made in order to adhere to the restrictions that were put in place that we'd like to actually parks to keep? 
things like pre-booking, for example. Is there anything else you can think that changes have been made in parks that you'd like parks to keep in place beyond the current situation? Yeah, I, I think the the pre-booking situation, I guess, has helped in in a way. Um, it obviously had its issues with the, the annual passes, but I, I think that was absolutely needed because it, it was clear that a lot of the people in, in the annual pass community were just booking up weeks and weeks of, of, uh, of days and not even using them. Uh, so potentially, I, I think that could be something we see a bit more in the future, you know, maybe like a one pound booking fee to make sure that that's the case. I don't think we're obviously going to see full deletion of everything uh, for a good while. And by a good while, I mean, probably a couple of years or more. Mask wearing will be a thing for, for the foreseeable future, uh, as will social distancing between groups and things. I don't know if there's any real specific rules that I've gone, oh yeah, yeah, that's, that's actually better than a normal day at a theme park. But um, I definitely think that we will see stuff stay anyway, just as a, you know, a precaution in the future and, and how we'll just deal with these things you know, uh, in, in another hundred years, who knows? I've got to say, I quite like how, how distanced uh, the, the lines are now. I actually really enjoy that because I have a bit of a personal space issue. And um, sometimes when you go to theme parks, people can stand quite close to you. Like they want to use up all that maximum space um, and they'll gently invade your personal space. And while I don't mind, it's just, and I think, you know, it's just sometimes it can get, in the summer can get quite hot and a bit invasive. Um, and I actually think now with COVID, people have become a lot more aware of personal space and getting in each other's spaces and stuff. So I would actually quite like to see the social distancing in queue lines actually stay, because I think it, um, it, it can probably be shortened. I know two meters is, is quite a big gap. So it can probably be shortened down to like, I don't know, um, a meter or something, but it, it always gives a bit of a room to sort of breathe and makes it a lot more comfortable. Sure, it creates the illusion that the line is longer than it really is, but ultimately it just makes it a bit more of a more comfortable and spacious uh, waiting experience, which I think is actually, um, I mean, I quite like it. I can't lie. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I think um, I think there's been a bit of a cultural shift uh, a little bit. I think people have become more aware of the fact that people can give them a bit more space and I think uh, because I think what's been happening over the last number of years is that you've been getting crammed and crammed more onto buses onto trains into queues everyone's been getting closer and closer together and I think over the last year I think people started to appreciate their own personal space a little bit more I mean for me it's common sense not to stand within half a metre of someone if you're kind of talking to them or just standing next to them. But there are some people who will just stand right next to you for some reason. And I find that really uncomfortable as well. So that's something, yeah, I'd say that would be, that'd be great if something like that could stay. For me, one of the top things I'd like to stay would be the enhanced cleaning. I think the rides should be cleaned anyway because I think you know you're, you're in um, a place where people are kind of touching lap bars touching you know handbars all the time you know and you just don't know there's so many so many touch points and I just think having a clean you know every hour or so just seems like common sense to me I think that would actually help 
you know public health in general and i'd feel a bit more comfortable um i think one thing that i've probably taken away from this is that i'm probably going to carry on carrying around some hand sanitizer all the time um sam got a bit used to me squirting hand sanitizer in his hand every 20 minutes when we went to pleasure beach but i think that's kind of a habit that i'm probably going to take forward for a number of years now i think so for me it's all about the cleaning and i'd like to see that continue uh, yeah I, I think it's i think it's interesting to see what has changed in the parks and I, I guess a silver lining if it's okay to talk about a silver lining amongst the tragedy that obviously we've had and, and this whole thing has caused one kind of i guess silver lining is that at least it's made our park going experience a lot more efficient, spacious, clean. Um, it, yes, it means you have to organize more, but actually there is an element of positives that have come out of um, come out of this. you know and I think it's really important to if you just get bogged down on all the negatives the whole time, it can you know like doom scrolling and watching the news, it can really um, affect your mental health. So I think just one, good thing to perhaps take away is to think about how our park going experience has been improved um for, you know for, 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 from a guest point of view and a staff point of view for being more clean and safe and spacious which perhaps isn't a bad thing what's the definition of doom scrolling is this like a new fangled young language thing or something because i've seen it pop up a couple of times now and i've never heard it before so what what is doom scrolling exactly and I, I need to know I mean, I, 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 Brett, you'll probably be able to uh, give a better explanation of this, but um, it's essentially when you're scrolling through social media and all you get is negative news after negative news and it's just never ending. Yeah, I think, you know how you get into that, the the, the TikTok traps and, and such, you know, you watch the next video, you watch the next video. Um, I think because news now is, is is pretty much all bad to the point that it's not news if it isn't, um, it's so easy to find yourself just scrolling through all these news articles or, or whatever. You know, I, I, I have a news app on my phone um, that follows, you know, subjects I, I like to uh, pay attention to. And, and it's awful. I don't go on it anymore. And, and so I think that's what doom scrolling refers to, you know, is, is scrolling through all those horrific uh, stories of of you know all the the horrible things that are happening right now and it can it has a real effect on your your mental health all right okay yeah i've never heard of it before until i read it on on twitter um i think last week so there we go learn something every day um one thing that i don't think has worked uh for the parks is this idea of reduced capacity because to be honest, uh, because of the distancing measures that were in place, especially at Alton Towers, um, you were still exposed to a large number of people because you were stuck in a queue uh, the, and the queues were full most of the time um, and you were waiting for longer because obviously they were stopping the train, cleaning the train, didn't necessarily use every row and so on. So I'm not convinced that this idea of reduced capacity necessarily works. I think if you're going to reduce the capacity, uh, there needs to be kind of a tangible change. And yeah, okay, while you're walking around the park, it can feel a little bit quieter. But the reality is you're going to spend most of your time in the queue lines. And if they're full, 
what's the difference between the park being you know 60% full or being 100% full if you're going to be stood in a queue with hundreds of people uh, for an hour yeah i'm not entirely sure i, I get what you mean obviously we we're, we're seeing long queues regardless of reduced, uh, reduced capacity and that's because obviously of cleaning of trains um more checks and things being done than normal uh, everyone washing their hands before and after so we are seeing an increased or a decreased throughput on rides but are having a decreased number of of uh, guests in each park so it's probably evened out to about the same if not you know if if we as the more we raise the capacity of parks we will actually probably see more queues because we'll, we'll have you know r- rather than 10,000 people getting through uh getting through the gates of a park uh if we slowly raise that to 15 20,000 we'll probably still have the same measures in terms of what the ride operators and will have to do so yeah we likely might see a raising queue lines eventually um if they start raising that overall park capacity okay before we wrap up then is there any in the uk we don't really see um lots of different interesting food items but what 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 food items do you really enjoy in the parts and which food items are you really looking forward to tucking into again okay so for me i'm looking forward to three ones three three different snacks off the top of my head four snacks off the top of my head um one is the brookie the brookie at universal studios is incredible that's what i'm looking forward to absolutely uh i'm looking forward to my mickey premium bar because that is the ultimate disney snack in my opinion changed my mind um (laughs) uh the ronto wrap i'm really looking forward to in galaxy's edge that is so yummy and is good for breakfast lunch and dinner um so i'm definitely looking forward to that um and yeah, my other one, oh, um, is uh, the the spring roll cart, not the spring roll cart, the egg roll cart um, from uh, Magic Kingdom when it's open. Um, that's super yummy as well. Um, so they're my ones abroad. For UK food and UK theme park treats, um, I really am looking for, there is, we don't have much kind of unique park food. Uh, Legoland do some quite cool Legoland fries. Um, but I've always thought that food needs getting on like unique snacks is definitely one thing that some of the parks around the uk could um kind of up their game with by creating some unique uh food items i always thought um in for example in other merlin parks across the world so let's say legoland florida or um legoland what's going to be in legoland new york um they actually sell apple fries which are really nice they're like sticks of apple that have chopped up and and uh, put them in like batter and then like and then fried them and then wrapped them, put them in like cinnamon sugar so i mean they're not the most healthy things but then like stick fries but instead of potato it's like apple with cinnamon sugar they are meant to be so good and i'm thinking why can't we have those in the uk they sound incredible so things like that i hope but um i hope that they bring some some food like that over yeah the mickey premium bar it in theory it, it should just be something that everybody agrees is a big rip-off because all it is is basically uh, an ice cream bar that's shaped to Mickey Mouse covered in, in just normal chocolate. But I think everyone 
agrees that they're actually really nice and really Moorish, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that I must have got through about 20 of them over two weeks or something like that <laughs> last time we were in Florida. Do you know, it was just a quick funny story about premium bars. So it was, it was really funny. We used to have an event on Disney Cruise Line, and they used to call it uh, Sail Away Treats. So um, every crew member is given uh, a crew navigator. So when guests get on board, they have a, a guest navigator, which outlines all of their shows and their activities and the events happening throughout the week. But they actually create a crew navigator as well. So every week you go and pick up your navigator, which lists all of the crew parties that are happening, the crew activities, um, the open deck uh, sessions that we can have where we can use the basketball court, for example, at 1am or like um, some of the uh, parties that are happening where it's like recognition where we have like parties in the anchor room where they keep all the anchors they'll set up a dj booth in there have lights and a bar um uh, or whether it's karaoke nights or i mean we even had a double deck party where it um it was the crew deck only party and then it also stretched onto the onto the onto the goofy sports deck there and they wrapped the entire um ball court in um like basketball court in like uh like um, tarpaulin so it blocked out the view um, so if guests were walking around they couldn't see crew members you know their dinner server or whatever um, you know having having a glass of champagne and a boogie with their friends but so anyway so they used to do this event called called um, sail away treat and it was always on a either on a Monday or a Friday no when did we sail away Friday or Monday I'm right yeah Friday or Monday was sail away and um when we'd leave usually what would happen is you would all go to you'd all go to your drill um which would happen around about sort of four o'clock ish and then after the drill um a lot of crew members would have would have a break whether it's like an hour and a half or 45 minutes half an hour before they had to turn over their uniform and, and get back into their into their shift so um a lot of the time you'd get you'd get a break straight after drill which was when we were when we were deporting um, when we were leaving the port, sorry. So you'd see the the American flags or whatever on, of the uh, Port Canaveral coast sort of wave away and you'd watch the, the coastline disappear. But what they used to do is um, they used to hand out special treats. They used to do like smoothies or, um, or Disney snacks like Mickey pretzels or like cream cheese pretzels or jalapeno poppers or mozzarella sticks. Um, but one of the most popular treats they used to give out a lot of the time was just Mickey premium bars because they had them, had bundles and bundles of them and crew loved them. You know, we absolutely love them. You know, it's so funny. They used to honestly hand them out as like, as like recognition. They'd be like, they used to be like, on like motivation. They'd be like, oh, um, you, you have a, you have a, so anyway, so for, for, for this, we used to go and, and as we are watching the, 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 the coastline disappear, you'd go and you have your, your Mickey premium bar and you'd sit on the, on the cruise deck out in the sunshine and eat your Mickey premium bar with your, while you sort of try and get the fleeting signal while you're sort of calling home on your 45 minute break, you know, saying, you know, hi mom, hi dad, I love you. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you. I've got 15 minutes now to speak to you. What I want to catch up before, otherwise I have to speak on Friday kind of thing, you know, as you're sort of chowing down your Mickey premium bar in the sun. Um, but uh, yeah, but it was so funny because they became such a popular treat that um, it, they used to be like, we, we used to have them with, uh, where, where our leaders used to give them out. They used to be like, oh, well, you know, you've done so well, you've earned yourself two, Mickey premium bars and you've been like, wow, this is amazing. You know what I mean? 
like it's so funny i remember my my old managers used to do that on on the disney dream and that you know we'd come in and it would be like it would be like a motivational thing they'd be like hey happy friday whoa it's the start of a new day it's friday come on to celebrate we've got you all here's donuts you know what i mean or here's premium bars or like sometimes if you've done a really good thing and like if you've earned, if you've um gone out of your way to help a guest and made a magic moment a lot of the times they'd hand out hand out these slips that you could basically go and go to a place and claim claim a free uh mickey bar which was which was lovely so it was um it was it was so funny how how they you know how they really motivate you but if you had two premium mickey bars have you got to kind of rush the first one before the other one melts like what's what's the deal <laughs> with that it was actually it's actually quite true yeah i can't lie um because uh, I mean, sometimes, you know, you were, you were, there was enough to have two. I mean, you know, normally you'd sort of get one and you'd eat it and that'd be cool. But if they gave you two, um, you'd usually try and sort of have one and save your second one for later, um, keep it in the icebox or something. Or if you were really that greedy, um, I guess you could really smash down one really fast. And then I guess some people, if they were given a second one at the time by our leaders, would then kind of have to eat the second one. But you were never given that much time because it was only like a, a small treat you were never sort of given you were never given more than sort of five minutes to really enjoy it because you were only sort of really allowed that time off um so it was only if you were kind of on your way to your lunch break uh on your like half hour lunch break or if you were on your way to another break uh among like a your hour break or your or your three hour break or if you were finishing uh your shift at the end of the day you could kind of pick one up but the danger is if if you left it until you finished your your shift for the day, then there probably wasn't going to be that many left in the in the ice bucket. So it was all about it was all about sort of timing timing your pick of when you had enough time to enjoy it, and you weren't um, going to be you know using up too much of your break time to enjoy that. So either come back early to your work location and enjoy it, or um, have it on your way out. You know what? I'm never a big eater of uh, of food in theme parks. I I I'm the guy that takes a packed lunch. You know, um, well, not if you and, go to Pleasure Beach. You get, you get it taken off you if you go to Pleasure Beach. You can't be taking those packed lunches in. Can Can you not? Is that not a thing? No. You, well, you're not meant to. No. No. It's it's against the rules. I, I believe. Oh, I I wasn't taking... aware of that. Yeah, some people some people try and sneak in like a can of cocoa or something like that, but um, you know. You're not really mental, as as far as I understand. Oh, I I wasn't aware of that at all. So I, I to be fair, the, with the velvet coaster and stuff being right across the road, I I'll tend to go places like that or or just eat in the park. But I really like, even though I I don't rate the food at all in the UK, I I really like going for lunch or right at the end going to the pizza and pasta buffet in Katanga Canyon at Alton Towers. Uh. It's not amazing. It's pizza and pasta. It's it does what it says, but it's just an endless buffet of whatever you can eat, uh, and that's always brilliant uh, to you know to end your day on just a ton of pizza. I tell you what, I do need to try. Um, I've heard they just do burgers though. Really, um, it's the roller coaster restaurant <laughs> oh, at Alton Towers. Oh, but don't they do just burgers? They do just burgers, according to your reviews. Yeah. <laughs> um so the no i i i'm quite excited i've i've never been in there i've never done food loop at europa park or anything like that so so yeah once once i think i can spend a bit more time in there because i think at the minute 
they're obviously trying to get through numbers and stuff. Um, I think I'd love to go there once I know I could spend an hour or two in there, you know, just having some drinks and and a nice meal. That that'll be really cool. I, I think you can still, Brett, if you go in the evening, if you go for the dinner service, you don't need to be staying on hotel property to to book a dinner service at the restaurant, I don't think, because it's a separate company. So you did, I'm pretty um, sh- you did last year. Um, oh, did you? Oh, I yeah. beg your pardon then. Yeah. Oh, okay. Last year, because I think probably because they wanted everyone off site, you know, unless you were staying there. Um, I think the rule was, I think after four o'clock, I think it was open to only residents. Uh, that's what it said oh. on the app anyway. So. Oh, okay. I apologize then. So sorry. That's, that's my misinformation. But I mean, at least... Uh, if you if we are if we, I mean if we are still planning an Alton Towers trip at some point this year and we stay over on property, then that would kind of give an opportunity for us to go for dinner at the um at the attraction at the at the theme park and we and you know spend a, a good couple of hours as you say having drinks and eating some good food. The one thing that I'm looking for just burgers, to, just not, <laughs> not good food. Yeah, it's just burgers. It's not. It's not. And the curry, the curry's really good. I always say, get the Malaysian curry. Add the chicken pieces. It's something different. It's actually yummy. It's super yummy. Is that what you always say? You just tell everyone that. I I always I actually even uh, on my last visit I actually turned to the table. <laughs> that was that was because she was like, oh, I don't know what to order. Was is what she said. Um, and I actually genuinely said why it does ev- hold up why does everyone not from London have an, a Yorkshire accent to yeah why it's, it's so strange <laughs> but she did sound like that she was like oh I don't know what to order what we're gonna get what you're going to get honey she he goes oh well I think I'll get get the get the burger that looks good and she was like oh I don't really fancy burger and so well, I you said, can't have anything else. So oh, well, I, I turned around and I said, "Try the Malaysian curry." She went, "Malaysian curry," and I said, "Try the Malaysian curry. It's really nice. It's just like tikka, you know, chicken. It's just like a tikka masala." And then she her like, husband oh, and they both had the same voice. Weird. <laughs> this, it's just a thing, isn't it? They also had the same voice as Ryan. Ryan, was it you he was talking to? It could have been. It could have been. Yeah, I was. Uh, I was there uh, with with my twin. Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, um, uh, the Malaysian curry is where it's at in that place. It's actually super good. Um, it's yummy. I can't recommend it. It's I'm gonna have to try it now. It's, it's. I can't get just a burger, can I? It bangs. You can get. You can get right. Your two. I think last time I got two beers. Uh, like yeah, two beers, and then I kind of got my starter. I got my sharer, which I made my starter, and then I got uh, my Malaysian curry of course and it only ended up being something like 22 or 23 quid for the entire thing i was really shocked at how cheap it was so the thing uh that i'm looking forward to and something that we enjoy every time we go to pleasure beach is getting ourselves a lovely bottle of champagne because every time we go to pleasure beach we like to go to the ice lounge sit underneath the flying machines and um pour a nice cold glass of champagne and sam got to enjoy that experience uh when we came last time we confuse the staff every time when we ask for champagne but it's got to be done i must say that was a very be- that was probably the most bougiest uh theme park experience i've ever had sipping champagne but it was lovely and we had a really nice view and as you say it's, it's something really nice about you know the flying machines whizzing up uh, sort of above your head and 
um, just the atmosphere of the park and, and seeing the rides and uh, everything like that. I, I think that would even be more magical to do at night. I'd love to go for late night riding in the summer and sit there when it's like the perfect sunset and like icon in the sunset or something or, or even when it's that kind of twilight when some of the light bulbs um, start to start to come through and you start to see them. Something like that would be lovely. Yeah, well, next time we go, we'll go to Coasters and go out on the, the balcony that overlooks Icon and we can get a, um, a bottle of champagne there because you can get a bottle of champagne there as well. So Now that, that would be a view, wouldn't it? That would be fantastic. 